Coming up today on Eagle Eyes on Tech, Square Enix has delayed the next upcoming Final Fantasy XIV expansion. Let's talk about it in great detail, because there's more to this story than what, what we're led on to believe. Blizzard is having a much worse day. EA is talking about NFTs, and so is Square for reasons that cannot be explained. A truck was stolen, and much, much more. All that and more coming up today on Eagle Eyes on Tech. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, it's Raymond Ray, you see eyes on deck. I am Eagle Falcon. We have a lot to talk about today. We have some very, very big, interesting news. Intel becoming the top dog. It happened. They're on top. But for how long? We'll get to that in a bit. But first, I want to talk about... Uh, the crown for the longest modern day outage. And it actually being an outage as opposed to just being shut down saying we done LOL from a major platform has been stolen from Facebook and has been taken by everyone's second favorite excuse to keep the youngsters busy. Roblox suffered a three-day outage. I actually had no idea it was this bad. But basically, I I knew there was an outage. Because it was trending on Twitter for, for like a day. Three days, though. Your entire service on multiple platforms is down for three days. And the thing is that Roblox is not a small platform. Like its popularity is up there with Minecraft's. Not up there, up there, but it's, it's up there. For it to be down for that long is devastating absolutely devastating for a platform like that now in all fairness i don't know the game like at all i don't know if there's like an offline mode so that those who are pure utter addicts of uh of roblox could at least get their fill with like an offline mode like i know you can with minecraft I don't know if Roblox is more akin to an MMO where if the service is down, that's it. You can't play it. Or if it's like, yeah, it does have an offline mode, but nobody does that because it's vastly inferior. Much like Minecraft. I admit, I don't know. But the fact that, you know, one of the big dogs in online services is down for 72 hours. That's impressive. It's impressive in like a bad sort of way. But it's impressive. Nonetheless. So hopefully, I don't think they've actually said what the 
cause of the outage was. It was involved a combination of several factors. A core system in our infrastructure became overwhelmed, prompted by a subtle bug in our back-end service communication while under heavy load. That is apparently a quote directly from Roblox's founder and CEO. So it sounds like a cascade of... uh, a cascade of failures in addition to either peak usage or a DDoS attack. I'm not, I'm, I'd be willing not to rule out a DDoS, but you know, hard to say at this point. Regardless, hopefully, for their sake, we don't see an outage like that again i mean fortunately it was also caused by an internal bug so it's not like it's a repeatable attack that could affect something i actually care about i mean what what i do actually care about though is microsoft and windows 11 features that are failing due to expired certificates Remember how I said that, whoa. Remember how I said that um, it seemed like a really, really short amount of time to go from Microsoft announcing Windows 11 to it launching? Like they announced Windows 11 back in July and then launched it in, what, October? They wasted no time launching it. Someone in chat says it's a beta project. Some bugs will occur. That's the thing, though. This isn't a beta. I mean, it is a beta. Like the amount of bu- the amount of bugs that's within Windows 11. It definitely feels like an unfinished product. It definitely feels like a beta. But it's not a beta. This is the finished product. And it's not like Roblox or a a video game or your word processor where you can live with that. It's the operating system. It is the freaking software foundation of your system someone in chat says the full driving autopilot's a beta but you can have access yeah that's also a bad we're gonna get to that too i have a story in regards to tesla's autopilot hopefully we get to it if not it will be in the uh the bonus episode for sure that's kind of one of the downsides of being restricted to two hours If I don't have enough, I have to now make a bonus episode. It's lunacy. Uh, Anchor.fm slash Eagle Eyes on Tech. I mean, what? All right. Now, fortunately, you know, Microsoft went ahead and patched that. All right. They're, they're, they, they just fixed this bug. But the fact that it even existed is just absolutely 
mind-blowing. Now, to make matters even worse, I am actually making sure that I actually have... I could have swore I had another uh, Microsoft store here, and now it's gone. Well, that is super awkward. Yeah, it's apparently gone. Huh. Well, in any case, um, the other bit of fix that Microsoft also pushed forward is the fact that... Remember how AMD processors were suffering from performance issues on Windows 11? That's been fixed, but there's a new bug that has opened up on Windows 11 as a result. If you were to go ahead, have a Windows 11 PC with an AMD chip in it, apply the fix, but then change the CPU... The performance bug comes back. So let's say, for example, um, you have an AMD 5600X processor. And luck would have it, you come across a 5950X, which is a big upgrade. And you install the new 5950X, which would bring you from a 6-core processor to a 16-core processor. You could see a performance drop instead of a performance increase. Bravo. Bravo. Hey, remember how earlier I said, uh, maybe don't upgrade to Windows 11, even though it's free? Maybe you should, like, wait a bit. Remember that? Well, look who was right! And of course you might think like, what's the big deal? What am I ever gonna change my CPU? It's still not an excuse for this bug. Like why? Why is this a bug? <laughs> and of course we, we got the one guy who's either a Mac fanboy or just trying to troll saying it's okay, Mac got this. Oh, you think Mac got this, huh? Because Mac ain't out of the woods yet. I got another one. Mac fixes a bug that could cause Mac OS monorary, which, by the way, Apple, just go back to calling your operating systems either cats or numbers. Like, calling your operating systems locations is not helping anything. Even El Capitan was a terrible operating system name, but I digress. But Apple has just fixed a bug that could ca cause Max with a T2 security chip, which by the, by the way, basically all the T2 security chip does is secure some passwords in addition to if anyone changes hardware inside your Mac, it bricks the entire Mac because, you know, right to repair is not a right it's nothing 
according to, to Apple, but I digress. But this secure, but this bug could have caused Max to just stop functioning if it had one of these chips in it. Bravo! Bravo, Apple! You did it! You cracked the code! You figured out how to make us get another Mac! Uh, someone in chat says, no, that's a feature. It is. It's the automatic uh, resetting your uh, your PC to get a new one. Or your, I'm sorry, not your PC, your Mac. Even though it's a PC. Because PC is just personal computer. Good job. Good job. But, you know, in, in case you thought that Apple had your best uh, interests in mind, um, I just want to remind you of this. Apple has had their one of their lead software chiefs say that sideloading is a cyber criminal's best friend. Yeah, you want to go ahead and uh, install software with uh, any other means other than our approved store? Well, you're just helping the bad guys. You want to go in and uh, install that game from a flash drive that your friend hand handed you because they're working on something? Well, you're part of the problem. You want to go ahead and install Steam and and go ahead and install games that way instead of using the approved Apple App Store? Well, you're sideloading, and now you're part of the problem. But it's okay, because Apple has your best interest in mind. Also, I can't help but notice, uh, we're using an article from The Verge, the screenshot they're using here with the chief they actually have a really cool look with all of these LED um, kind of light boxes behind them. I don't know how many people notice this, but um, those light boxes they're using, those are 200-gallon chemical drums that they just put, put an L LED lantern in. Like, I've seen those in use in major corporate, in, not in major corporation, but like major uh, processing facilities. Like, it's not even like, that's kind of what they look like. No, that's exactly what those are. Someone in chat says those are, those are, uh, those are cheap when used. They... You know what the worst part is? Not anymore, they're not. The current scope of logistics right now and any sort of storage containers is bonkers. Like, those sort of drums have gone up like 20% in value. It is absolutely insane. 
And the fact that they're using... I, I, I want to say, like, just based on the look of this, there's probably got to be at least 50 of these drums up there to make this kind of border, which, I'm not going to lie, actually is a, is a cool effect. The fact that they're using, like, 50 of these when they could actually be out there, like, going ahead and shipping, you know, cleaners that uh, industrial laundry complexes desperately need right now does kind of sadden me but that's also because i'm actually in that field granted i don't granted our place is small enough we don't use barrels that big however a good thing that's going on in the world of cybersecurity, the biden administration has passed a bug fix mandate that aims to prevent the next major cybersecurity attack tm by saying that federal agencies have six months to patch cybersecurity threats found be found between 2017 and 2020. Okay, that's all well and good. Uh, may I raise a counterpoint? Why the pick your curse word? Is that not a place? Is, is that not a policy already? Like, what the heck? Oh. The, 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 like, look, we're just going to move on from this just because you're most likely going to suffer from the same thing that I'm suffering from right now. The more you think about it, the more insane you're going to become. Like, it's just... It, 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 it's just... It's just... Anyway, Facebook! Facebook recognition firm Clearview AI is currently in appeal is currently in the process of appealing an Australian order that says that Facebook can no longer or I'm sorry not Facebook that clear that Clearview AI can no longer collect images of Australians I'm sorry I gave Facebook crap for or I'm sorry I gave Facebook flack for uh, something they're not responsible with because I saw the words FA or I'm sorry FAC I apologize. Facebook is not behind it this time. It's just a reflex. Can you blame me though? If you see FAC and the and these and the stories about collecting images of blank, be honest. You'd think Facebook as well. No, this is in regards to Clearview AI. They are fighting back against the Australian government in the order to stop collecting images of Australians F facial recognition software there is a big big pushback against it right now I am actually kind of surprised 
that took us roughly, what, three years, four years for there to be finally some real pushback against facial recognition. It's actually kind of impressive that first off, there's pushback at all. But that the speed of privacy advocates took four years to realize, wait a minute. Storing facial imaging is uh, weird. Weird. But by the way, that Freudian slip in regards to uh, giving Facebook flack. Yeah, no, they're still not out of the woods. Facebook is saying that they are going to delete facial recognition data on more than a billion of their users. See, my slip wasn't completely unjustified. Also, I still can't believe that that uh, Facebook HQ is actually still at one hacker way. So Facebook is going to go ahead and delete their facial data. Quick, raise a hand. Who believes them? It's okay. I I I know you're listening to this this podcast after after the fact, and I can't can't see, can't see you raise your hands. And you're on a train right now. Just raise your hand. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. People think you're weird for raising your hand, but don't worry about it. No one. It's it's okay. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. You can raise your hand if you believe that Facebook will delete will delete it. Not a soul, huh? Good. That means your brain works. Because, of course, what's one of the big benefits of being part of an umbrella company? Someone in chat's already on it. Oh, no, I'm sorry. No, they're not on it yet. I, d- I thought they were for a moment. What's one of the benefits of being under an umbrella company? You can now legally say that, yes, Facebook is going to delete that recognition data. But our parent company, Meta, <laughs> they ain't doing squat. <laughs> yes, Facebook is going to back away from the facial recognition space because their parent company Meta won't. Now you see the real reason why they're doing this? Now you see the real reason for Meta to exist? The real reason Facebook is changing their name? Even though they're not really changing their name, they're making a parent company that's gonna go ahead and do all their shady stuff in the background? Yeah. I really do hope that our senile senators and congressmen and women and equivalent across the globe at least have enough sense to see how much of a blatant, underlying blatant attempt to dodge all of this really is
So, by the way, for for the four Facebook fan boys or girls on the planet that felt that Facebook being a sub company under the name Meta was for the best for everyone. No. No, they're not. And I still want to go ahead and see what is going to come of all of this. We're going to take our first break here when we come back. Crypto and NFT games. They're not going away. Yay. I hate this. Welcome back, Eagle Eyes on Tech. I'm Eagle Falcon. Oh, crypto, crypto, crypto. More and more cryptocurrency just seems to be the new hotness for anything involving scams. Like this new one, like this new one from Engadget, crypto scammers stole 500,000 US dollars from wallets using targeted Google ads. Basically, they launched a phishing ad campaign using Google ads instead of email. The whole point of it was, in fact, to go ahead, push out a fake crypto wallet, sign up, link your current wallet with it, and then drain it. Although, speaking of scams using Google's ad platform, you know what I've seen a lot lately? I don't know how many of you have seen this and possibly got curious. There has been a a fraudulent ad campaign going around on YouTube using Mr. Beast as the draw-in. To say, claim a free, I think it's like a thousand dollar. I think it's just like straight up, just like a a grand. But if you follow the link, it then goes to, you know, one of those giant questionnaire sort, sort of nonsense where you end up getting absolutely nothing after going through a metric ton of hoops. And most of the time... What you should do is just never click them at all. If you're a psychopath like me, you flood the whole thing with fake info and then see what ends up happening. Yes, and the three digits on the back of your bank card and your social security number, which is definitely... uh, I I forgot the fake SSN I use. It's like something that's like blatantly obvious. 
It's like one, two, three, four, five, eight, six, seven, five. It's like something like that. And if that actually is your SSN, I'm sorry. I seriously doubt it is. Right? But I digress here a little bit. Keep an eye on this sort of thing, though. This could be the sign of something bigger, of more and more criminals trying to use the actual Google ad system, which in the world of advertising and the world of generating ad revenue has been the gold standard. And the fact that Google has been letting more and more of these kind of scams slip through the cracks could be a big, big deal down the road. Especially as YouTube has been very aggressively, and I would argue successfully, giving a compelling reason to take on Twitch as a streaming platform. But, you know, if you've got a whole bunch of scams going on on your platform, content creators don't really want to associate with that. Meanwhile... This this one blows me away. I actually can't remember if we talked about this or not. The Squid Game cryptocurrency. This was a fascinating l- little one. So these guys went ahead and talked about... Someone in chat says, I only did on the early bird briefing. Perfect. So basically what these guys did is that they set up a cryptocurrency and called it squid tokens. All right. Brand new cryptocurrency. Cryptocurrency is the new hotness. It's now based on the new on the new hot Netflix sensation, which is basically just Battle Royale Danganronpa. That's, That's basically the whole show. And all they say is you can go ahead, you can invest in the the currency, you can buy this crypto, but, but you cannot sell it. And they say the reason we don't, we're putting in a moratorium in selling the cryptocurrency is a protection mechanism so that the price of the currency cannot crash right away. Now, does that sound reasonable or does that sound suspicious? That's the first thing you need to ask yourself. Now, obviously, because I opened up with... uh, with this cryptocurrency being a scam, or at least I did in my head, whether I did out loud or not, it's another story. This is, of course, very suspicious. Because what ended up happening is before the moratorium expired on selling the cryptocurrency, the, the value, of course, went up. Because more and more and more people 
bought the cryptocurrency and some really, really dumb news outlets apparently felt for reasons that cannot be explained by mortal men thought that this was absolutely legitimate and promoted it on primetime news networks. Yeah. The BBC, CNBC, Forbes, Fortune, and Business Insider all ran with the story. Oh. So before the moratorium ran, ran up, um, the people who ran the cryptocurrency cashed out all the currency they owned and just let everyone else holding basically now worthless nothing. They made out with, and I'm not even exaggerating when I say this. I can't find the number now because I am blind. But it was something like $8.7 million in this cryptocurrency scam. All because the currency peaked at roughly $2.8,000 per unit and that's when they cashed out someone in chat says it sounds like a pyramid scheme ploy gee that might be because it was except here's the thing a pyramid scheme ploy you go ahead and You go ahead and have some of the people start trying to spread it. The beauty of this one from a scammer's point of view is they didn't have to pay anyone for the hype. They just wrote on the coattails of Squid Game. And then just let all the true believers that believe all cryptocurrency is perfect in the world and that nothing is wrong with crypto ever, and it's the future, and, you know, banknotes and everything run by actual governments are a scam. They let them do all the spreading, so that you, as the leader of the scam, don't have to spend a cent in getting your pyramid scheme off the ground. It's brilliant if you're the scammer. But it doesn't change the fact that you're a scammer and a thief. But you know what? It worked. And I am amazed, underline amazed, at the number of people that just look at this sort of thing and say, and just don't see it for what it is. It's incredible. So, of course, with more and more cryptocurrency, 
being used for scams like this and only a handful of, of crypto be, being you know accepted across the board and of course nfts being the new the new hotness what's next for the world of crypto there's got to be some new cool sexy way to profit off it right well Enter Electronic Arts. Because EA believes that NFT and blockchain games are the future. Of course they would. Of course, of all the major pu game publishers out there, it would be EA to hop on board the NFT bandwagon. So the whole concept that EA is thinking is that, you know, it'd be great. Just go ahead and, along with the game, have collectibles tied into an NFT and have those be, you know, trade around as collectibles. collectibles that of course constantly consume resources to just solely exist I remind you but then of course EA starts thinking bigger because the beauty of an NFT being traded around using NFT's own systems is the fact that they can take a cut every time it changes hands I cannot stress how much I hate this. I mean, in all fairness, though, this doesn't change my opinion of EA. My approval rating of Electronic Arts was already at a negative value. So, I mean, how much, how much lower could their approval in my eyes go? And of course, you know, when already, already your electronic arts and the majority of the gaming community hates you, why not just go in for a little niche section and say, you know, we can make a killing on this as long as the bottom num number is black instead of red, right? That's all that matters in the end. As long as you turn a profit. The rest of it, who cares? That is the electronic way, arts way, after all. As long as money is made in the end. Now, this gets worse, though. I mean, EA going into NFTs... That's expected. We're talking about the same company that goes ahead and takes some of your favorite game studios, works them into the ground to go ahead and put in as much monetization as possible, and then basically just dumps them when they're no longer profitable. It's what happened to Westwood. It's what happened to PopCap. It's what happened to pretty much every other studio that EA's gotten their claws into. 
But what if another game company went into it? One that actually does have a beloved track record as of late. Final Fantasy creator Square Enix is getting serious about NFTs and crypto games. <sighs> that that hurts that really does hurt to see a brand like Square Enix one that recently has had a good track of good PR But they have gone and started to sell in various mobile games NFT-based trading cards that are using the Ethereum blockchain. And their first test run of it, they all sold out. My disappointment is immeasurable, and my day is ruined. I'll just be blunt about it. I hate it. I hate everything about this, and I see the allure, because there's a whole bunch of true believing idiots out there that the moment they see the the letters NFT, they're going to hop on board. It's easy money. Heck, plenty of uh, artists out there make some half-baked collection of art and then selling them for twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 that they spent and, you, and spent a whole two hours on making each. Or just worked and quickly made a character generator and made every single option and sold them all as a NFT set and sold each unit of it for $1,000 each. I am disappointed in Square Enix for going down this route, but I am far, far far more disappointed in people that buy into this. Not just for the fact that they're buying a digital good that will forever just by its sheer existence and because it has to be powered by the blockchain, forever consume electricity and resources just to exist. But in return, produce nothing of value. 
at least in the case of the light I left left on in, in the kitchen. It at least produces a little bit of value in the fact that I can look into the hallway and see. What does the NFT of, of lightning and her iconic mustache produce? Nothing. Other than a quick chuckle at the fact that I mentioned a, a meme from a different Twitch channel. That's it. I really, really do hope that the fad of NFTs dies. And I hope it dies sooner than later. Because in the end, all this is doing is just promoting a tool that is being used for senseless greed exploiting idiots and fraud. Because I keep saying it time and time and time again, and no one wants to believe me on this, even though I have demonstrated this time and time and time again. It is shockingly easy to just take a picture of your NFT-bound goods, tie a new NFT to it, and then claim mine as the original. Because the entire platform for NFTs is open source. <sighs> that being said, just a reminder, uh, all games that use cryptocurrency and NFTs are still banned on Steam. Because, of course, there is also the massive legal questions of having a game like having games use blockchain technology and selling digital goods with real money value on platforms like that. And it's not going to be this year and it might not even be next year, but eventually, you know, the question's going to come up. As to, are NFTs being used as a tax dodge or money laundering? It's, it's going to happen. It's going to happen sooner than you think, but not soon enough, unfortunately. Should we talk about Blizzard for a moment, or should we save that? Now nah, we got time. Let's talk about Blizzard. Blizzard! Blizzard did not have a good week. There is no other way to say it. Blizzard has delayed Diablo 4 and Overwatch 2 indefinitely. That's all they had! You look at the pipeline in Blizzard right now. Diablo 4 and Overwatch 2 was literally all they had. And Overwatch 2 looked more like Overwatch 1.1. 
World of Warcraft is still hemorrhaging players as they can't figure out what the heck to do with themselves. Diablo 4 is now delayed indefinitely. Diablo Immortal is still coming out. But data mine leaks show that it's going to be a... It's it's basically going to... Val- you, you remember how every Blizzard fanboy was like, oh, don't worry. It's not going to be as bad as you think it is. It's just a mobile game. It'll just be like Diablo Immortal. It'll be fine. Yeah, no, it's going to be the same pay-to-win trash that every other mobile game ever has been. Surprise. Literally, who's surprised? Not me. Not me for an instant. Heroes of the Storm is basically dead. StarCraft is a forgotten IP. Overwatch pretty much had Overwatch 2 and that's it. And that just leaves Diablo 4, which is now delayed indefinitely. Oh yeah, no, there was Hearthstone. Blizzard has Hearthstone. I think the only way they could do worse, they they could do harm to Hearthstone right now, is to say they'll sell cards from Hearthstone as NFTs. Man, could you imagine? Could you imagine if they did that? That'd just be it. So, I mean, Blizzard is basically dead in the water. Oh, yeah, by the way, they canceled BlizzCon before they announced this. Most likely because they realized BlizzCon... Here's all BlizzCon would be. BlizzCon, either virtual or physical. I don't know which way they're about to go. I think they're going to do virtual. It basically would be a virtual funeral. That's all BlizzCon would be. Because now they have nothing. And you want to know what makes it even worse? There is still an Overwatch League going on. And the Overwatch League was going to go and use an early release version of Overwatch 2. Now what are they going to do? Use an early release version of a game that no one's going to be able to see until 2023 or later? If ever? Do they try and build the, 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 the eSports League back up using only Overwatch 1? What do you do? Well, maybe we can turn to Blizzard leadership. After all, we have two new fresh minds at the head of Blizzard. Surely they have a plan, right? Blizzard co-leaguer, co-leaguer, co-leader, Jen O'Neill leaves her leadership position for Women in Game Development Nonprofit Organization.
half your leadership just noped out and looked for the first reason she could to get as far away from Blizzard as possible. Three months in the big chair. And the sole reason you had the co-leadership position in Blizzard, they had Mike Yabera and Jen O'Neill. You wanted to have a woman in a leadership position to show, see, we're an equal opportunity employer here. We are not going to discriminate based on gender. There's going to be no more frat parties and cube crawls and any of that. We're, we're, We're a serious business. Your figurehead for that movement nopes out after three months. Everything else I said about Blizzard so far today, that's bad. That is nowhere near as devastating for Blizzard's integrity as your brand new female leadership bailing out. And of course, I mean, they try to save face. Look, she's she's just going over to to a a nonprofit organization to to try and go ahead and and, and help promote women's in game international. It's it's such a it's such a great going, you know. It's it's fine. This is fine. She's she's going out to help the world. Her time at Blizzard was great for three months and stepping down from that role to help everything out using everything she learned for three months. They, Blizzard even gave her a $1 million grant for the organization to help them out. Okay, what really happened? That's what I really want to know. Because I don't buy any of this for even a second. There is no way. There is no way that someone agrees to take a leadership role Steps down three months later because everything is so fine now. Despite the fact that same company also, by the way, just announced that their only hope for the future is delayed for a year. And decides I'm going to go over to a nonprofit. There is absolutely no way. Either A, they lied to her when it came to, or and lied to the rest of the company for that fact, in regards to how bad the situation is. Or something happened within those three months 
You get what I'm saying here. There is absolutely no way. She just looks at this and says, yeah, it's time to go to a nonprofit. This is fine. What is the future of Blizzard going to end up being? I think this needs to be the real question people start asking right now. Like I said, you have the... You have the... Like, Blizzard has some great intellectual property. But they just can't seem to get anything done. World Warcraft, their IP, which used to be the gold standard in fantasy storytelling in video gaming, can't seem to story their way out of a wet paper bag, and is massively behind on their own scheduling. The team currently in charge of that has no idea what they're doing. Overwatch, which was very story rich, somehow launched with no story mode at all. Tries to launch a sequel, which should have been its launch title in the first place. And is too busy jumping over itself to cleanse themselves. The producer of that IP is gone. The face Jeff Kaplan is gone. Hearthstone is basically just a meme of the Warcraft universe, but at least that's going strong. Diablo has its lead title that it needs desperately delayed. And the only thing that is going to launch is the meme of, do you guys not have phones? Of which the real loser in that is the guy who was forced out there by his superiors on stage to ask, don't you guys have phones? Because that is now all that guy is going to forever be known for. That and working at Blizzard, which is now a absolute sinking lost ship. Like, so far, all Blizzard seems to be doing right now is just sinking. Your only two moneymakers with Blizzard right now is World of Warcraft, which is losing players, and people are, are, and people are abandoning Blizzard in, additionally to, because they believe they're losing players. And it's just becoming a giant death spiral of itself. Hearthstone, which is going to piggyback off war- off World of Warcraft, you're going to eventually lose your income there. Overwatch is still big money thanks to its league. 
But that's, you know, going to dry up as soon as, you know, you see the sequel everyone was kind of hyped for being indefinitely delayed. What is going to prop up Blizzard? Someone in chat says King. The thing is that King isn't going to prop up Blizzard. King is going to prop up Ubisoft. But here's where I'm getting with that. Ubisoft owns a number of other studios. Or not, not Ubisoft, Activision, I'm sorry. Activision owns Blizzard, as well as Activision owns King. King's not going to support Blizzard. I think what remains of Blizzard and their structure is going to vanish. The IPs will live on. Activision will go ahead and have and handle it their own way. World of Warcraft, I think, will just end up vanishing as it ends up becoming more costly to run the servers than it than the subscription money that's coming into it as they continue to just ruin themselves. But things are looking worse and worse and worse for Blizzard. And it would not surprise me at all if we're talking, you know, two years from now and there's not going to be an Activision Blizzard. There's just going to be an Activision. And that might not seem like that big a deal. But just wait until Overwatch ends up becoming just like Call of Duty. And ends up being treated roughly the same. As the absorption of Blizzard, as pretty much Blizzard's then just gutted. And the only thing that's salvaged from them is their IP. And that's it. And that's probably going to be the saddest thing, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, are you guys ready for yearly overwatches? Oh, boy. Boy, am I ever! I want to give better news. I really do. I want to look at the situation with Blizzard and give a better outlook. But the fact that half your leadership has ran away and that it was in fa- it was the most important half. I mean, let's be honest. 
You have a man and a woman at sh sharing the leadership role at Blizzard. As a sign that equality is key here at Blizzard. And the female role runs off and just nopes out. It cannot be understated how important that is. We've gone a little long in this segment, but it was necessary. We're going to take a break here when we come back. Intel. Let's talk about Intel. Welcome back, Eagle Eyes on Tech. I'm Eagle Falcon. Bit of an update on a past story. Google has officially complied with the South Korean government's new law saying that app stores must allow for third-party payment processors. We talked about how the government, ha that uh, the South Korean government has passed such a law. And well, ta-da, Google is now complying with it because they basically have no other choice. I mean, it's either that or just don't have Android phones in, you know, South Korea, LOL. Yeah, that's not really a choice. So, I mean, to the surprise of pretty much no one, it has been done. Meanwhile, in some other oddball news, Case Labs is back. For those who don't know what Case Labs is, in the world of PC building, there has always been... There's pretty much just been your garden variety cases, usually by like Cooler Master, NZXT used to be kind of a, a weird builder in that if you wanted a case that looked really, really different, you'd go with an NZXT case. I actually used to have an NZXT case way, way back with an Athlon 64X2. It was a cool case, by the way, like a big red glowing box in hindsight you know like if I had that case today and used it I would definitely uh, go about it differently I definitely would have built differently in it but you know comparing what I would do nowadays with what young uh, I think I was in like 7th grade? 8th grade back then? Would do, yeah. I mean, back then I didn't even think about adding a GPU to a rig. Heck, back then I thought RAM made you game better. Don't look at me that way. Pretty much every single computer builder has gone through a phase at some point like that before they knew better. Back before we had access to YouTube and other such videos that teach you better from the get-go. 
But with all those builders, there has been one called Case Labs. And they have gone through and made some very, very over-the-top enthusiast-grade cases. And unfortunately, the virus TM took them out. And they were unable to continue operations and thus close their doors forever. Well, they're back. Case Labs now has a new owner by the name of Emil Reitersted. And are basically going through, bought up all of Case Labs trademarks, den- the, the denies, designs, websites, social media accounts, and graphics, and are looking to go in, bring their own team in, and try to recreate what Case Labs did. So it'll be a very interesting one to see if, in fact, Case Labs is going to come back to the way they were before and what we can see out of them. I, for one, welcome it. Because right now, if I was to go ahead and build a PC, assuming I didn't live in a post-apocalyptic wasteland where uh, where you basically had to go and steal your computer components because otherwise you won't be able to afford them or find them, the unfortunate thing is that most cases are just kind of meh. There really are. There's only like a handful of cases that really stand out. And the ones that don't stand that or that stand stand out and are unique. They have some other oddball compromises. Like my personal favorite, the uh the H1 from NZXT. Um all of its IO is only from the bottom of the case. Which is really awkward. So here is to see what Case Labs comes up with. I am hoping to see some nice high-end cases to be used for some serious workstations. Or, or some unique small form factor cases. Where you can get a whole lot of power into something the size of a PS5. I for one welcome that. Preferably without the crazy pop colors collars. Alright, let's talk about Intel. Intel this week has launched its new 12th generation processors. Alder Lake is here. And it brings big little to the desktop without having to get a Mac. And how good is it? How good is the performance of Alder Lake? It's really good, actually. It's taken Intel a little bit after losing the crown, but... Intel's first attempt at a big little architecture has... In fact, outperformed AMD, both 
and this actually surprised me, both in Windows 10 and Windows 11. So what the heck am I talking about? So first, let's talk about what a big little is. A big little architecture means that there are two sets of CPU cores. There are a number of high power, high performance cores, and a number of high efficiency cores. In Intel's case, the efficiency cores are, you know, just that they're they're power sipping efficiency core. They're 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 low power, you know. Uh, efficiency cores they are they are exactly what i know i know i'm doing a terrible job of explaining it just bear with me but their whole point is to sip power but perform basically tasks that would be considered idle but then when you need high performance it then assigns those tasks to the high performance cores and those high performance cores in intel's case the big cores are hyper-threaded cores, meaning that there's two pipelines into each CPU core. And this actually does beat out AMD, who only has high-performance cores. Now, why did I say that it matters that it's Windows Windows 11 and Windows 10? Windows 11, we talked about this a little bit last week. Windows 11 has a special kind of scheduler that is fine-tuned for big little architectures, basically. So you can, in fact... on Windows 11, more properly assign what is considered an efficiency task and what is a performance task. On Windows 10, it has a harder time determining this. Now, here's the downside. This architecture does brick certain forms of DRM. All right, there's that for starters. Second. Now, actually, back to the BRM issue. Intel is working with game developers to go ahead and patch the current DRM that's Alder Lake Bricks. So in time, this should be a non-issue. In time. But right now, it is an issue. The other thing is that these new Intel chips chug power. Despite the fact that it is a big little architecture and does have high efficiency cores, even in idle, as discovered by Jay's Two Cents, the Intel chip consumes roughly 30 to 40% more power 
than the AMD chip, even at idle, which is the one area that it should excel at. Here's another thing to consider. Intel, the the new Alder Lake CPUs can either use DDR4 or DDR5, depending on your motherboard. DDR5 chips, although are the future, they are more expensive. So your cost to the platform is going to be a bit higher. In addition, it's using PCI Express Gen 5, which is stupid fast. But unnecessary right now. So even though, yes, technically Intel's 12th generation processors are the top dog, you know what my recommendation would be, assuming you have the money to get to get one? I would honestly stick with AMD right now. For two main reasons. One. Actually, for three main reasons. One, you don't you don't hop on board a first generation product. This first attempt at Intel doing big little shows a lot of promise, which means I expect their second attempt at big little next year to show massive improvement and massive power consumption savings. Second, Intel becoming the top dog now has already caused the price of current AMD chips to drop. Which means you can get the cost savings of getting an AMD chip, not lose a whole lot on performance because Intel's only beaten them by like 5 to 10%, which is still, you know, it's still perfectly fine. Oh no, you're only getting PCI Express Gen 4. Big deal. Oh no, it's only DDR4 instead of DDR5. Big deal. Fun fact, by the way, the benchmarks of Alder Lake on DDR4 versus DDR5 within the margin of error. There is no big reason at this moment to go DDR5. And I would say, you know, maybe go ahead, go for Alder Lake and then upgrade to the newer version of it down the road. Let's be perfectly honest. You and I both know that this new socket that Alder Lake brings is only going to last one more generation. And that's it. It's going to be 12th gen and 13th gen, then a new socket after that. At least with the AMD one, you know it's going to be good for this generation, next generation, and the generation. Probably the next generation after that. So that is my personal opinion. And by the way, before you think that, uh, before any Intel fanboys start going, oh, that's it, top dog AMD is never going to catch up again. The current AMD chips are almost a year old. Next-gen AMDs around the corner. You know that, right? Like, we're expecting them in two months. 
think about that for a moment. And again, don't make it sound like I'm just kind of, you know, saying, yeah, Intel's top dog, whatever. I am glad to see competition being truly back. Because AMD slugged Intel so hard in the face that Intel had no idea how to react. And Intel's been lost in the woods for three, four years now, making trying to figure out what comes, what numbers lower than 14 for way too long. So to see them come down to 10 nanometers like this and compete with a seven, almost five nanometer chip. Bravo, Intel. Bravo. But you ain't out of the woods yet. And competition is actually truly back. And I, for one, I'm going to go prep some popcorn and enjoy the show. Because not only do we as consumers benefit from competition, but I've been talking about this quite a bit, how everyone is switching over to ARM. And if x86 hopes to survive, these two need to do everything in their power to realize it's not just themselves they have to beat. It's not just each other they have to beat. They have to beat Apple and AMD. Or not AMD, and ARM. Good luck. That's all I can say to them. Good luck. They are absolutely going to need it. Riot Games is bringing League of Legends, Valorant, and more to the Epic Game Store. Yay? I mean, good if you're a fan of the Epic Game Store. If you're a fan of eggs. I, for one, just want to see the exclusive details of the Epic Game Store just end. I am still not a fan of the Epic Game Store. I really am not. I acknowledge that the competition that the Epic Game Store brought against Steam is a good thing for the developers to help them get a better cut. But, but, holy cow. Did some of the terrible things they did just still leave a bitter, bitter taste in my mouth. There's just no other way to say it. What the Epic Game Store did for um for PC gaming still just leaves a really bad taste in our mouth. A new leak shows more Sony PlayStation games coming to the PC, including the Ghost of Tsushima. Is that how that's pronounced? Returnal, Uncharted 4, Uncharted Lost Legacy. Oh, no. Wait, no, that's not part of the leak. Uncharted 4, Uncharted Lost Legacy, and God of War were all already confirmed. 
but the new leak is... Is there anything else other than those two? Demon Souls, Horizon, for, Horizon Forbidden West, Sackboy. Sackboy. I hear the name Sackboy and the only thing that comes to my mind is like the, the little beanbang character from Little Big Planet, but I know it's called Little Big Planet. Is Sackboy related to Little Big Planet? Sackboy. I'm not the only one. Someone else in the chat th thought that uh, Sackboy was... Oh, man. I... I... In either case, I mean, let's be real honest with this leak for a moment. We already know Sony went ahead and made a new division of themselves, calling themselves Sony PC or PlayStation PC. Be honest. Are you really surprised that's, that PlayStation PC is going to launch more Sony games to the PC. Someone in chat has given us given us a little copy paste of a summary. Sackboy, a big adventure, is a 2020 platform game developed by Sumo Digital and published by Sony Interactive Entertainment for the PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. A spin-off of the Little Big Planet series. It follows Sackboy and features 3D platforming as opposed to 2.5D in previous entries. Oh my, oh what it actually, they really are going to call the mascot of, of Little Big Planet Sackboy. I feel like I should be censoring myself every time I say Sackboy. It just, it just sounds dirty. Oh, boy. Well. That's a thing I now know. Speaking of a thing you now know, uh, BMW. Makers of what is known in the car business as Nightmares and rolling money pits has now decided that their new BMWs, which are still rolling money pits, are going to be removing touchscreen functionality from new cars due to the chip shortage. Customers will receive a $500 credit for the inconvenience. You know, a $500 credit for a feature missing seems fine. 
until you remember we're talking about, you know, $50,000 cars. It's literally a 1% discount for it. Someone in chat says more like 80. I mean, that's also true. All right, the models that are effective are the BMW 3 Series, the BMW 4 Series, but not the i4 EV, the X5, the X6, the X7, and the Z4. My friends, I welcome you to the post-apocalyptic hellscape that is 2021 and 2022. Isn't it fantastic? Isn't it just great? So great. It is just simply incredible. These are the things we have to do in order to get get things. Missing what's considered basic features and basic functionality in your $80,000 car. Or possibly lower. Or possibly higher. I mean, honestly, I have a low opinion of BMWs just because I know four different BMW owners and their cars are more often than not in the shop than they are actually in their own garage. Actually, in one case, the, the car is constantly in the person's own garage because that person is also a car mechanic. Look, if my small sample size is anything to go by, just don't get a BMW. Just don't. We're going to take our last break here when we come back. I have quite a lot of just absolutely insane stories, including a Need for Speed style heist. Welcome back, Eagle Eyes on Tech. I'm Eagle Falcon. So, Friday, Final Fantasy XIV had their last live letter from the producer before their latest expansion. And it's been it's been an expansion that is actually really hyped up. Like, there's no other way to say it. The Endwalker expansion... To get a perspective here, Final Fantasy XIV, despite the fact that it is an MMO, it is very, 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 very strongly story-based. There is a heavy focus on its own story. Endwalker puts a bow around the entire story arc that they've been building up basically since the game was a failure with 1.0. 
Like it puts a, a final conclusion on what they've been building. All right. Everyone is excited for this. That's that's for the game. The live letter of the producer opens up and announces for the second time in this team's history that there is a delay. The first time was before their Endwalker expansion. They announced a date, and then they said they had to delay it. And in that case, you kind of get it. They were just coming off basically a developer miracle in a realm reborn, taking a broken, non-playable game and basically building the whole thing up from scrap in record time and then coming out with an expansion for it afterwards. A delay for that, you know, understandable. However, they announced this date, this release date, months ago. I want to say back in June was when we had the release date for Endwalker. It might have been later. I actually can't remember exactly off the top of my head. Two weeks before the release, before the release of it. And Walker is delayed until December 3rd. A two-week delay for quality assurance. And you could just tell on Yoshida-san's face that he absolutely hated the fact that he had to announce it. You could tell. He did not want to delay it. But for whatever reason, they say it was specifically for quality assurance. I think they realized something more important that they don't want to tell us. It could very well be something related to server stability. It could be a bug in regards to implementing the stat crunch that's supposed to be coming. But there's a two-week delay. What are my thoughts about it? I understand the date being delayed. I actually said way early on when we started seeing the flood of World of Warcraft players migrating over to Final Fantasy XIV and that Final Fantasy XIV struggled to take the massive influx of players. I predicted there was going to be a delay. Turns out I was right. What surprises me, though, and what caught a lot of people off guard is the fact that it was announced this close to the release.
But I do have to give credit to the team. They did tell us something they shouldn't have. They told us they came to this conclusion a week ago. And they just decided, you know, we're going to make a delay. We we're, we have a live letter, a, a talk to a talk to all our player base, you know, next week. We'll just announce it there. That was a mistake. They should have posted on whatever they could on their Lodestone network, on their Twitter, wherever they could that there was going to be a delay the very day they decided there was going to be one on paper one week to announce something like that doesn't seem like that big a deal but think about this for a second let's pretend you're one of the people that went ahead and you scheduled time off specifically around the release of this game you now have 50% less time to try and reschedule that now. There's a number of people that they scheduled time off for it and there's nothing they can do now. Because they need to have that, that stuff in and approved a month beforehand. There's no way they're going to be able to do it now. And I'm not going to go into specifics as to why. It could be because their employer is a douche. It could be because, you know, the certain kind of field you're in, they plan for this sort of stuff weeks upon weeks ahead of time to go ahead and have your, your uh, wh- whoever fill in for you, you know, long ahead of time. Personally, here's my thought on it. It's your life. It's, It's your vacation time. You go ahead and decide to do with it however you choose. For an MMO, I would absolutely under no circumstances schedule time off with the release of a brand new patch. Because you know... And it doesn't even matter who the team. It doesn't matter if it's, the, you know, the incredibly amazing talent that is the Square Enix bi- Creative Business Unit 3 that's been in charge of Final Fantasy fourteen for the last eight years. It doesn't matter whether it's a floundering team that's in charge of World of Warcraft. The day after a patch, it's going to be a glitchy mess. It's inevitable. And in fact, in, in Final Fantasy XIV's case, with the very rare exception of the Shadowbringers launch, it has been an absolute nightmare. I personally would not have scheduled the time off. I And of course, now it, with the position that I'm in at work, I can't position the time off. I mean, I could, but then I have to deal with the aftermath of having to schedule that time off. Which means that my life becomes even worse. 
Uh, whoever said that owning a business means you can set your own schedule, they are a liar. They are a filthy, dirty liar. And I absolutely stand behind that. So, there is a delay. And honestly, the only mistake I think that uh, Final Fantasy XIV did was not, was take so long to admit there was going to be a delay. You want to take the extra time to make sure everything's perfect. Okay, fine. But you know what? Just talk to us sooner. I know Yoshi P specifically, that's the lead director of Final Fantasy XIV, um, has gone out publicly multiple times with all two games I now know he's worked with and said that I do not want to go ahead and delay a, a date that I've promised. But here's the thing. And this this applies to to Creative Business Unit 3, it applies to Blizzard, it applies to a developer you hate. If you have to delay something, just tell us ahead of time. I guarantee you if Two months ago, Yoshi P came out and said, things are looking a little shaky. We might need an additional two or three weeks for quality assurance to make sure everything goes smooth. The Endwalker launch. Nearly 100% of the fan base would have said, understandable, have a nice day. But by going ahead and waiting this long, waiting until the very last minute to finally push out this delay, you now got a ton of people who have planned their lives around this release. Now just be left with You know, nothing. The one thing they were going to spend their vacation on, they can't. That's not there. And it's a shame. It is a shame. So that's my thoughts on the Endwalker delay and actually is kind of amusing on Twitter just how many people say that they are extremely disappointed with the delay being announced last minute and being told you're just not understanding I don't think you're under you're understanding here
it's not the delay that we're upset about. It's the fact that they waited so long to tell us there's a delay and gave us no time to plan around it. And I shouldn't lump myself in there in there with it. I personally could care less about the delay. It gives me another two weeks to try and just plan out what kind of uh, Final Fantasy fourteen content I'm going to do. Or if I just put Final Fantasy fourteen on hold for like a week or two and instead work on uh, something else. Like, I don't know. Um, Deltarune. I still got the second chapter I never did that I really should go ahead and do. But you know, that's something I can always talk about on my streams at twitch.tv slash Eagle Falcon. So shifting gears from the gaming universe, Apple is reportedly working on a way for iPhones to detect car crashes and auto dial 911. This is an amazing feature and seems incredibly useful. Absolutely incredibly amazing. How many false, how many false dials to 911 do you think there's going to be? And here's the better question. What's it's going to do then? It dials down on one. Is there going to be like an automatic voice saying a crash has been detected at so-and-so or is it just going to like just dial it and then just leave the operator hanging? I know most people when it comes to using their phone, they're not like me. They don't have a headset on pretty much all the time. There's the car's Bluetooth, but uh, let's let's be honest for a second. Your car's Bluetooth is terrible. It is awful. Just straight up the worst. Completely and utterly, there's no other way around it. Alphabet is launching a new AI company to discover new drugs. Really? <laughs> to discover new drugs. If it weren't for the fact I could see the Ars Technica headline over there, I'd assume it's an onion headline. Nope. Not the onion at all. Now, okay, all joking aside about Google developing a new AI to figure out how to get higher faster. This this actually can be very interesting for, say, 
remember how uh, not too long ago in 2020 the folding at home project was simulating protein folding to try and find a treatment against the virus TM you know having something like google powering powering something similar might not be the worst idea so we'll have to see what what the heck this means but i'm i'm just saying you know if we're gonna go ahead and have ai try to figure out how to make new drugs to pacify us humans well there could be some uh, interesting little things at work to try and make sure that uh, our robot overlords can pacify us that much easier. Someone in chat says, so will you take the red pill or the blue pill? It doesn't matter. The AI company developed them both. They're both going to keep me docile as our robot overlords take over. Or just keep me docile during the last burb, the last story of the day, the weirdest story of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the next movie script of a gang of hot rod drivers going ahead and commandeering a semi-truck filled with precious cargo on its way to a distribution center it's going to be the biggest heist of the world you want to know why you want to know why it's going to be the biggest heist there is you know what's in that cargo trailer EVGA branded RTX 3000 series graphics cards on their way to the EVGA distribution center straight from the port in California you can't make it up (laughs) You want a sign of just how much we have lost our minds thanks to this chip shortage. Here you go. RTX 3000 series GPUs stolen fast and furious style. As an entire truckload of these GPUs go completely missing. EVGA has said that uh, all of the factory warranties for these cards have been voided, which also seems to heavily imply that EVGA knows exactly the serial numbers of all the GPUs that were stolen. And, well, it means once you have that, you can get in touch with state authorities and start trying to track down if any of these stolen GPUs turn up at pawn shops used electronic stores, and so on, and so on, and so forth. Folks, that is going to do it for this episode of Eagle Eyes on Tech. Thank you so much for listening, and I also do encourage you to check out the daily podcast, The Early Burb Briefing, which you can find at anchor.fm slash early burb, B-I-R-B, briefing. And also check out my Twitch page at twitch.tv slash eaglefalcon. Also, there's a bonus episode of Eagle Eyes on Tech you can find at anchor.fm slash 
Eagle Eyes on Tech. That is a subscription episode. I highly encourage you to listen to it. All the episodes that all those all the stories that couldn't make it into this podcast end up there. Take care and I hope you have a great day. But here's the real question, though. How strong is the ties to family of these band of street thieves that pulled off this truckload heist? Is Vin Diesel involved at all? Or perhaps... Is Fast and Furious actually a documentary series? Do we know the plot of the next Fast and Furious movie now? And they just actually recorded this entire heist? Which Fast and Furious movie would this even be for that fact? Is it Fast and Furious 14? Fast and Furious 69? Fast and Furious uh, 1337? The world may never know.